I'm John. Los Angeles. <laughs> and live from quarantine, my hair yeah. has gotten outrageous. I'm unhappy, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, I can see you on the camera. Your hair is very long, the longest I've ever seen it. No, I've, I've actually like had multiple breakdowns about it. Um, I've tried to find hair clippers. I have solicited favors from people that I used to date, seeing if they have clippers. Just like I will, I will get clippers from anyone right now. If a listener, if you're somewhere, I will drive to you. I just well, I, need to get I the have character clippers. Control. I have clippers. Do you, you really? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah, we have like full on hair clippers. Like, why couple... were you not a good friend to me during my meltdowns and say, I have clippers? If you want to just, you know, pop by, I'll just throw them at you from well, the balcony. Well, first of all, you don't have a car. So I was like, it's pointless telling you to come here because we are miles apart and there's a mountain between us. So I figured, well, what's the point in telling you? Because that changes today because my good friend Eugenia. Eugenia. Is, Eugenia is in Miami and said that I could use her car through the duration of this pandemic because she's a good friend, unlike you, who are keeping clippers <laughs> and you just want me to be ugly forever. This is what I you've mean, always it wanted. Is, but I think grow the hair out. Give it I, a try. I, well, I'm going, I look like a fucking smurf with the way it's swooping right now, but um, I'm going to just shave the back and the sides and I'll leave the top to grow because I can't fuck with that. But okay. it's. Um, I just don't think you should touch it. In fact, I don't. Um, yes, look, I dyed my hair, I bleached it, which is a, obviously a gay breakdown, lockdown, quarantine situation. But it came out fine, you know, it, whatever, it's not perfect. But I do think that cutting your own hair is not a good idea. It's not about it looking good, it's not for anyone, it's just, I cannot stop touching it. I hate the feeling of it long in the back, I feel like I have wings growing from my neck, <laughs> and... Like, I know that we should be worried about, like, people's health and people dying, and I am, but, like, I'm less concerned about me getting corona than about how annoying my fucking hair is right no, now. And no, that's no, my we privilege. All, we all feel good after a haircut, so it's more of a self-esteem, self-worth uh, situation, right? Because I, I do understand it, during these times of loneliness and solemnness, we need to do anything that we can to make ourselves feel good. So if you need to cut your hair, I do have clippers. Um, but you do need to still remain far away from anybody for quite some time. <laughs> well, yes. No, I will get the clippers. You can drop them off. I'll pick them up. Um, and then I will disinfect them. But I cannot go on like this. It's it's simply too much. Like, I, I don't know. I'm this quarantine is now starting to get to me because I feel very, very much alone. I don't have anyone to do things with. Um, I'm scared of my own shadow, and it's five thousand <laughs> degrees here in Los Angeles. Oh my god, it's so hot this week. It's insane. I'm actually dripping of sweat doing this podcast because I obviously can't really put any air conditioning on because of the noise. Um, so I do have actual droplets dripping down my body. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It was 95 yesterday. Today it's mm. supposed to be 84, which is much better. But like anytime I turn my AC on, it sounds like a fucking plane is landing in my building. So it like yeah. makes it impossible to watch anything. But, and, you know, count my blessings. At least I have air conditioning. Exactly. Exactly. It could be terrible without it. Um, so what do we have on the agenda today? 
Well, I was thinking, you know, we might as well change the name of this podcast to James and John Watch TV because... (laughs) This is true. We do have a lot of TV discussions. But I will say that's because a lot of artists aren't releasing music at the moment. Um, So that, you know, we can't really update anybody about music releases. For sure. But I also, you love to say that we have nothing in common when I think when you really break it down, we actually watch a lot of the same television. So you're a bundle. We do. We do. There are a lot of things we don't watch the same. Like uh, there'll be programs I say to you, listen, you need to watch this and you never do. And then vice versa. Name one. uh, Elite. (laughs) Well, no, I know which shows I tell you to watch. (laughs) Which, Which shows do you tell me to watch? I feel like I told you to watch Money Heist a long, long time ago, and it wasn't until you had to work on it that you decided to, to watch it. Um, I'm not talking about that title. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. But listen, <laughs> I, we have. Um, I do want to let all the listeners know that we do have Spice Girls news and updates this week. Um, you, uh, we always said that we will continue to give you Spice updates because at first and foremost, that is how we started. Um, so we've definitely got a lot of information from those girls. And then, Jump right in. Well, so the first thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if you saw it, was um, Victoria Beckham was all over the news last week. Was it last week? I think it was in England, of course, uh, to do with the business tax situation. <laughs> I, heard a little bit of, I heard a little bit of rumblings, but no, fill us in. Yeah, so basically, I'm not going to know the full ins and outs because I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand tax anyway. Um, So, (laughs) and the tax break systems with this whole quarantine stuff, I'm still not 100% clued up. I mean, Uh, this sounds like a very sexy story. She was being ripped to shreds in the press because um, Victoria Beckham Fashion Label had applied for the government. Business loan? Yeah, for the for the business, I don't know if it was the small business loan, but whatever program they have in England, uh, she applied for it, got it, um, and somebody in one of the terrible tabloids there, Daily Mail, Daily Mirror, who knows, the Sun, um, they ripped her to shreds and was like, she is so rich, she shouldn't be doing this, she's got so much money in her bank account, she should dip into her own money. H- how do you feel about that? Because I have thoughts. Well, I think she's, her and David are extremely, extremely wealthy and they're, you know, they're worth, I, I mean, upwards of $400 million, if not more. Yes. Um, so there's no reason that they should be applying for a loan, but her company has always been kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Rife with controversy, people saying it's not successful, that she's always in debt and that it's a failing company. So maybe she did need the loan. I don't know. Well, listen, but my opinion is this, if you run a business and your business pays taxes, then you're entitled to any government funding that you need if the government are offering it because you've paid taxes. Like if you're paying taxes, I don't understand why all of a sudden we're not like when you need help, it's very much a case of, well, how much money do you have in your personal bank account if we're going to help you? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I agree. If you're paying taxes, then the system should in theory work for you as well. But like, why should you dip into your own... Like, of course, and at the end of the day, I feel like she's she, she's a person of interest in this situation because of who she is. And I, I do agree with you. They have a lot of money. But I just to me, it doesn't correlate that you need to check somebody's bank balance to figure out what they should be getting from the government if they've paid taxes. Like, we all have to pay taxes. If we need the help, we should be able to have the help. 
but then that goes back to like the the stimulus like tax here in the United States where if you paid taxes then you get upwards of a like $1200 from the government but if yeah. you make more than a certain amount of money like if you make over $100,000 you don't get that stimulus check yeah, but, at all no you do you don't you do cuz we got it if, if you, trust me, if you pay the IRS here and you're an American citizen and you're making over a hundred thousand dollars, there you're not supposed to be getting a stimulus check. <laughs> we both got one, so I won't bring that up. I'm not giving it back. <laughs> well, anyway, so, so that <laughs> counters my point of saying like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think it was higher than that. I think it's like, a, if, I think it's two hundred thousand a year that you not. don't. Well, I don't understand, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> You're not even an American citizen. Yeah, but I'm an American resident and I pay freaking taxes on everything and a lot of taxes. Listen. The tax here is out of control. The tax here is out of control. It's out of control. In other countries. I know, but in other countries, the tax is not this high. It is out of control. So I'm going to keep that money. (laughs) Keeping it. Keep it. You do what? You take it to the grocery store because Uh, that's all that's open. (laughs) <laughs> well, true. So, uh, last time we spoke on the podcast, sticking on the Victoria Beckham theme, it was uh, we were talking about her birthday, and she was going to do that Instagram live. Did you end up watching it? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, because it was during the fucking work day. It was like one o'clock here yeah, in the US. It was, like yeah. I. I can't like say, I'm sorry, I can't take this meeting because I have to go watch Victoria Beckham's Instagram live. I'll be back in 30 minutes though. Well, let's just say you didn't miss anything. It was wasn't... she on it? No. Well, she did a couple of stories in the day, which I found to be very entertaining because she was going through uh, the gifts that she'd got, um, all Spice Girl related, all Spice Girl related oh, from her kid. When, it, when, when it's when convenient it's, for her. When it suits, exactly. Um, but Later on in the day, I did jump on and have a look at her Instagram live for the DJ thing. And it was a case of this man looked like he was in his back garden, just DJ. <laughs> and it was very odd. It probably to me. was. Yeah, it was very odd. She, I didn't, she didn't appear. They were in two separate locations. Sounds so, terrible. Kind of boring. How was your birthday? Oh, my birthday was wonderful. I forgot that we haven't spoken since then. In fact, how long ago was the last podcast? It was over a week because we kind of skipped one, didn't we? Because we changed our timing. We did, yes. And um, I have no friends. So my birthday was great. Uh, I went to my friend who is stuck in New Zealand. Uh, they have a house here in Los Angeles. And she allowed us to go and live at her house for a couple of days. They have a swimming pool, a spa. It's all very glam. So it was nice to kind of, it felt like I was on vacation which is obviously what I probably would have done for my birthday anyway, but not being able to go anywhere. Uh, it was good to kind of hop on my bicycle and cycle eight miles to Venice and chill out for a couple of days. In that does pool. sound like perfection as I've yeah. been stuck in the same three blocks now for almost two months. <laughs> yeah, it's depressing. But that changes today. Yeah, well, with that car, where are you going to go? Where's the first place? Uh, your apartment to pick up clippers. <laughs> From afar, I'm not letting you come in here. You can throw them at me. I don't care. You can knock me over the head with them. I, you can, you can have that squirrel that hangs on your balcony. Bring them down to me. I don't Fucking care. Hate that girl, <laughs> Skr. Um, Skr. The other Spice Girls news was Melanie C did an appearance on the Late Late Show with 
James Corden. And I figured this would be a good time to talk about our distaste for James Corden. Yes, well, because we we mentioned this, you tweeted about it, I think. And then I said something back and then we had a few of our um, listeners kind of weigh in and was very confused as to why we were so angry with James Corden. So you're right, we should we should let everybody know. Here's the Cliff Notes version. In 2017, right when Trump took office, James and I did a drag parody of The Little Mermaid's Part of Your World where we are Melania and we rewrote the lyrics and had someone sing the song for us. So we did a video kind of showcasing that experience. A whole year later, in 2018, James Corden does pretty much exactly the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and look, we can we can say that it's a coincidence, and you know, this happens a lot in the creative industry that somebody has an idea and somebody else could have the same idea. I get that, but this was not one of those cases because uh, we had people, or you really had people in common that had worked on his show. Absolutely, I think I'm not saying that they intentionally stole it or anything, no. but. But the the circumstances of him taking that video and doing pretty much the same exact thing when I know a few people that work on that show and who, we who are all... Who obviously seen our content because, you know, if anyone's on our Facebook, of course they're going to see anything we're doing. Um, but I exactly. ended up in a Twitter war with the executive producer. Do you remember? I do. <laughs> Because he, so I tweeted about it and I was like fuming, I was livid, I took all the screen grabs and then the executive producer weighed in, uh, obviously stumbled across my tweets and told me that it was a coincidence, Um, but it was weird that he kind of took the effort to even tweet me about it. Great minds think alike, he said, trying to kind of pamper us up. Yes, and then so I said absolutely not, but then other people started weighing in from the One Direction fan club because uh, apparently this guy who had done a music video for something or other had I can't remember the ins and outs but he had stolen an idea from somebody else and reused it for a One Direction video which caused a lot of controversy back in the day so all these One Direction fans were all of a sudden saying he's done this before and obviously now he's doing it again so I was in this whole back and forth with him um and you don't mess with those One Direction fans. Oh, no. They they came out of the woodworks. They came out of the woodworks. But, but it I, was a whole I, situation. It was. I remember the day that I found out. We happened to be together because we worked at the same company at the time. And I saw the video. And then I ran over to you. And I was like, oh, my God. Did you see this? Because so angry. if you're going to steal someone's idea, like, they're, like, be clever about it. And, like, maybe change a few things. But it was so similar to our idea that I just find it hard to believe that it was a coincidence. But again, we didn't make any money from that. It's fine. We don't care. Yeah, but care. That's, what, that's, what, well, that's what annoys me because I just feel like the industry really does rely on the the people kind of with the ideas uh, to take them and then use them in bigger commercial environments. And really all they needed to do was reach out to us and ask us if we wanted to come up with an idea or, you know, such and such. Like we've worked with a lot of people and done a lot of great things. I just don't understand why you're going to be shady about it like that. Just approach us and say, Hey, listen, like even if we, even if they had kept the idea, but just had us involved in some way or suggestions, I don't know, like just, or just be... giving us a credit, just like, yeah, like from two, blah, blah, blah. One sentence. That's it. Um, yeah. And again, obviously I don't think James Corden knew about anything that was going on, but I just don't find him funny. 
Oh, he's so annoying. I he's uh, he's in one of my favorite TV shows actually, but now I struggle to watch it because I've I do like to hold a grudge. Um, but you do people, love a grudge. I do love a grudge. Uh, but a lot of people in England do not like him, and they say that he was shipped here uh, because he couldn't really survive the English entertainment scene. Well, it always baffled me that he kind of got a show here because he wasn't famous here, and yet. He got that show during a time when there are literally no female late night co-hosts except for Samantha Bee. Mm. And so you'd think that they would give it to a female or at least a person of color. And they went with James Corden. That's fine. Anyway, I digress. Melanie C. did the show. I watched the segment because I'm a glutton for punishment. It was actually a cute interview that he did with her. She gave him a little tour of her little spice studio. And then she performed her new single, Who I Am. And she lip sang, which is fine because we all know she can sing. So I have no problem if you lip sing when I know you can actually sing. Absolutely. And also, I just feel like with the live feeds and all of this, like it's not really conducive to singing live over a TV show because it's not going to work out. I agree, especially in these times. But what I did find funny was that like when she's performing the song, she does it in like a corner, like she's almost like wedged between a table and her wall. And I'm like, (laughs) it just I felt claustrophobic watching her. Oh, yeah. This has been a whole weird thing for me with the lockdown and the way people have been doing entertainment and TV. And a lot of people have been doing these singing things. And, um, you know, there was that big concert that you brought up the other day. I can't remember what it was. The One World one. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't actually watch it. Uh, I mean, I saw, I didn't watch it. I saw clips after. But I, I don't know if I can get on board with all these people just in their, like, spaces singing to each other i just it doesn't i don't enjoy it there's no, no there's different there's different phases of of what's going on it's like when people like it was cute at first that everyone was doing it now it's like okay another at home benefit concert but i don't want to see people at home i don't want to see celine dion at home i don't i want to <laughs> i want to see her in like it's that whole thing you always talk about with like madonna how you don't want to you don't want the veil to be lifted. You don't want the mystique to be lifted. You don't want to no. see them in their natural element. I don't no. want stars to be just like us. I want stars to be superheroes. Yeah. And and as soon as you just see them, and sometimes it's funny to kind of just see them at home. Like Mariah Carey has the whole thing where it's kind of funny to see her at home because she's so deeperish and she's so over the top. And so is of, her, everything that she does is, like you said, everything exactly. she does is so over the top. So, so it works. There, but there's an element of comedy to it when she's doing it. It's not just she's at home. You know, but everything else, I don't, I'm kind of over it and I don't really enjoy it. I don't like people uh, doing TV shows from home. I don't, I think just stop. Can we all just stop and figure out a different way to do it? Well, I mean, we'll see if, if, if Trump decides to open up the country again, then I'm sure things will go back to normal in a terrible way because the country is not ready to be open. Well, everything seems to be open. There's a lot of states that are opening uh orange county opened their beaches on friday they're jam-packed i swear i walked by a best buy about a week ago and for the last month it's been closed and then last week it said hours nine to five what do you need from a best buy apart from some hair clippers i don't understand trust me i checked they didn't have them either (laughs) i have checked Um, high and low so I do want to just continue to talk about some spice girl news before we go to a little break but what was there uh, more yeah, well, you know, it's just it's just reminiscing. It's not so much news as such, but uh, we had the anniversary this week of 
the Spice Girl rehearsal dance. You know, because they first went into rehearsal a year ago today. You're talking about the, the Spice show. World Tour. Sure. The Spice World Tour, yes. So a year ago this week, they had the, they started their rehearsals and they've all been reposting the videos. And it just brought me back to such a happy time. Well, actually, now that you jog my memory, I remember when we were doing the podcast, which was solely focused on the Spice Girls a year ago, and we saw these videos come and up. We were mad. We were mad. We were like, what the <laughs> fuck? They're... They're just starting rehearsals a month before the tour. Like, get it, get it together, girls. Be professional. But they weren't all even together either. Like Mel B. Mel B. Was, Mel B. was still here in LA. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is I this know. tour going to be? The tour was obviously amazing, phenomenal. But yeah, I mean, well, the bloopers. We still had the issues tour, with some of the. We still had issues with some of the routines. We did. We had many issues, and but the bloopers online show that these girls clearly did not rehearse enough, and that's part of their charm, and we're okay with that, especially yes. now. But it was just nice to be reminded that that was a whole year ago, and it was a great year, and we had such a happy time. Um, it was just, yeah, it was nice to see, and I'm kind of sad. I'm sad that it's not happening again. Oh, I feel a bit depressed this morning. I'm trying to be upbeat and chipper, but, you know, whatever. Um, And then the final Spice Girls stuff, not so much about them, but about us. Uh, We did mention on the podcast last time that we were going to do a a lyric, uh, ask the fans about their lyrics. So we originally asked their favorite lyrics a couple of weeks ago, which is really, I enjoyed to see what people's were. Some people have some interesting choices. Um... There are a lot of people out there that are obsessed with the Forever album. Well, I mean... I I, I mean, (laughs) but there were people that were submitting lyrics. I was like, I don't recognize this lyric. And so I'd have to Google it. (laughs) And it would be from Forever. But but this time I asked for your least favorite lyric. Which one stuck out to you? There were some shockers. There were some absolute shockers. There was, again, some from the Forever period. Um, did you ever decide what yours was? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're useless. I, I, I mean... So we got... Um, people why don't you read them to me and I'll see if I can guess okay. the song. I mean, the, yeah, the song. Well, you're definitely going to know some of them, but uh, a lot of people didn't like Yellow Men in Timbuktu. <laughs> well, let's... Yes, that's from Spice Up Your Life, of course. And it's just a little bit... Um, culturally outdated i'll say yes uh yes it definitely is uh let's have a look here sorry i'm just scrolling scrolling uh somebody said g-force with a zoom g-force with a zoom yeah come on g-force with a zoom zoom i don't know space girls oh we're rocking to the moon what a damn um somebody said can i just submit the entirety of song for her (laughs) i mean they're going they're going really deep here yeah they are gem even no i know i mean i was generally trying to get like actual like more so the the you know the popular songs is the kind of the vibe i was looking for somebody said boys and girls feel good together but obviously that got changed uh love will bring us back back together. together Because uh, I'm a choosy, not a floozy. What's that from? Because I'm a choosy, not a floozy. Got it and ran around with it. La, I can hear it. La, 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 okay. La, la. I don't mind that. I like that lyric. Uh, I think it's more just a case of like this person's probably a floozy and not very choosy, so they felt offended. Okay. Um, 
somebody actually commented that <laughs> Forever was an album full of Destiny's Child rejects with lyrics that don't rhyme. Well, you know, Dog Chow, aka Dark Child, did the whole Forever album, so it wouldn't it would track if it was a lot of Destiny's Child reject album, uh, songs. Yeah, I'm not saying that they were, um, but they could um, been. Yeah, it was just very interesting to me. My my least favorite lyric, to be honest, in more of a popular song is, um, is she going crazy? Baby's on the way. I just, it annoys me because no, I'm like, why? Like we, no, I, I, I like the song. And obviously when it comes on, I will sing along and it's kind of funny within the song, but it's just very out of left field to me that there's a pregnant girl in the song. And I just doesn't make any sense. It kind of doesn't fit within the story, but it tells the story. And there's a pregnant girl who may be going crazy. I think it's totally fun. I don't know. I think because I associate it from it's Nicholas just having a baby. That's also from Never Give Up on the Good Times. If, mm-hmm. if you guys aren't in tune with it, true, true. Anyway, that's all my Spice Girl information <laughs> this week. Well, shall we take a break then, and then discuss? I think some we should television. take a break. Yeah, and come back with some television. Okay. Welcome back to Wannabe, a pop culture podcast. I'm John. And, you know, during the break, we did uh, we did talk about how your least favorite lyric, is she going crazy, baby's on the way. They could be talking about Emma Bunton. So, I know. And now I feel really knows? bad because, obviously, if baby was on the way, I'd be very happy. But to me, no, it's about a pregnant lady. It's not. They're not saying that Emma's on the way. Because I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because then there's no other discussion about sporties doing a high kick, scaries pooing on the floor. I don't know. Like, there's no discussion discussion about any other Spice Girl in that song. So, baby, it's on the way. Now that you've added some smut to my favorite Spice Girl, let's talk about television. Okay, what would you like to talk about first? Let's do, let's start off uh, with Making the Cut. And for those that have not seen Making the Cut, it is... The Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn show on Amazon Prime. It is basically an elevated project runway. Yes, it's that, a real, it's a real world project runway. Is how I would describe it. Very much so. It's very focused yes. on the designers. They're not. They don't need to be seamstresses and sew their own dresses. Um, no, I think the show has been very much under the radar. I don't think it really popped in a way. But there no. are a few people that have been talking about it. Not all positive things. Well, I, yes, yes, yes. But um, I think we should just at first announce that there probably will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, maybe skip a little bit or just beware that we might say some things. Um, but what are some of the negative things that are being said? Can I ask? Um, I've seen people say that the show's kind of all over the place. Um, mm. There's not much there. It's not, there's no high stakes, which I've said there's no high stakes. I love no the high show. Stakes? I think it's really great. What are you talking about? It's a million dollars. And a contract with Amazon. But there's no, like, it doesn't feel like like, like there's a it's competition. Because, it's, I tell you why. It's because people are used to the Project Runway vibe of of unrealistic timeframes to create amazing things. And that is for pure entertainment. That's not, for that's sure. what I'm saying. It's a real world, it's a real world experience. And that's what I loved about the finale. It's like, they actually focus less on... Like they didn't give them like you have twenty four hours to create twenty four hundred looks and put on a a runway show <laughs> with a pop up store and f- pick your own models and do their makeup like no it exactly very, it, was it was very, very much, much as like it would be yes it was and that's why I think I enjoyed it because I'm kind of over 
that whole thing of like it, this is you know what do people really achieve at the end of these shows when it's so unrealistic yes we've had a couple of really good designers come out of project runway to be fair uh not that we would really know anything about them because there was not our world but well, christian siriano i think it sticks out as yeah as like he a winner sticks that, out that has that has gone on to do things um but essentially just still much more of a tv personality also whereas i feel like the people on this show were actually like they're business people they already have you know stores and fashion lines and have worked with people for sure much more like of a serious show yeah and you bring up a good point basically like that is project runway's entertainment just like the american idols the voices like they're not actually trying to find the next great superstar it's a tv show they're just trying to get ratings for the moment um if if it happens to produce a successful designer a successful singer a successful cook in the case of top chef great but that's not their thing no that's not what they're going out to do they're making a tv show uh but i thoroughly enjoyed making the cut the whole thing for me was really enjoyable um and then the finale episodes i thought were amazing i did too i think if i have to nitpick something that i kind of got tired of with the show throughout the 10 episodes was that there was like an obnoxiously ad nauseum amount of them focusing on like the designer saying i've just grown so much or i'm such a different person now i've i've used color in my design i've just grown emotionally like i get it you've yeah. grown yeah but it's like calm down like can we focus on something else for two seconds yeah to me there was very much what i call the americanisms of a tv show and it definitely had a lot of that it's that waffle of self uh like when they you know put a score of music underneath that kind of tears you <laughs> makes you a bit teary-eyed uh where they talk about how much they've grown or like their struggles or for you know, sure but they've I've been got... talking about that since episode two it's like oh i've grown so much since the last <laughs> challenge i'm like it's been a week i'm happy you pushed yourself but like calm down like you don't need to go to bali and have this whole existential experience it was all and that's yeah. why they're the final three contestants i really liked but that's why i kind of liked sander the most because he was never like he didn't ever say that like i've grown i've done this no. like, he's always like this is who i've always been i do like i like weird art and this is yeah who I've and, been, but, and, but he did like, very much say you know like i've developed this new sense of commercialism and how to blend it together but he was coming out from an artistic perspective um and was very much like this is who i am i don't really care whereas i know what you're saying the others were it was a little bit more of a well i mean emotional I- experience Johnny was clearly on this journey of like finding himself. And I'm like, I, you are starting to annoy me, but, but I like Johnny. I like Johnny, but he was very Los Angeles at the end of the day. Very which much is why so. and then, I found him a little bit irritating. Yeah. I feel like in real life he would, he'd be the type of person that, that would annoy oh, us. We would never, we would never ever get on with him in real life. He's also one of those people, and I'm sorry to talk sh- to sh- talk shit, except this is what we do. You know, like when there are certain people that like they can wear, like Esther is a perfect example. Esther is the other finalist. She's from Germany. She wears like kooky clothes. She has kooky haircut and it just works for her. Yes. Johnny's the type of person that like he's Which, trying to wear like these crazy outfits, but like it's not really him. That, yeah, like who are you? Again, like when but, Sander wears a crazy outfit or like a halter top or whatever he's wearing, I was like, okay, that works at Sander, but it doesn't work on Johnny. No, but it's, again, it's because of the try-hard Los Angeles thing. That's all it comes down to. It could it's be, it's but... just, you know, it's the Silver Lake Echo Park. Very Los much Angeles. so. Very yeah, much just, so. Yeah. But I... But also... I was... Go on. Go ahead. 
<laughs> no, I was just going to say, I just absolutely loved the, uh, for me, I loved the the show. The finale episodes are really good, but the judges, like Naomi Campbell, I could just I mean, watch her all day long. Naomi because, Campbell can host like the opening of an envelope and make it interesting. She's just so emotional. She was so emotionally invested in this time. And, and exactly, she was great. But that's why I think I really enjoyed it because usually I'm used to kind of seeing her just being the bitchy kind of judge in certain situations. And to be fair, she's always uh, very invested in what she's doing, whatever TV show it is, I think. Um, but for some reason this time round, it felt like she fully was there and she wanted them to do well and she was pushing them from a real like you need to get this right you know like it felt more less judgy and more kind of like that Tim Gunn vibe like where it was you know how he's very much like this is wrong this is right this is your better direction yeah Tim Gunn talking about emotionally invested I love Tim Gunn so much he's such a nice man he always gets so super emotional Um, I know but I think with Naomi, like, I think she started out the show, like, as as the typical Naomi that you expect, like, saying, mm-hmm. I don't care for that outfit. This isn't yes. right. This is terrible. Like, kind of a little shock value in a way. But then you could see that she really becomes emotionally invested in these designers and really wants to see them succeed. Doesn't like sending anybody home. And it was just refreshing because she's so, I think she's so smart. I think she's an icon. Yeah. And I think she's she's just great entertainment. She should host more. Oh, she absolutely should. And if it comes back for a second season, make her more of a prominent feature and get rid of the Italian moronic digital entrepreneur. Well, I think her name is Chiara Ferrigni, who is apparently I don't give a, a shit what her name is. She's a giant influencer. Apparently, I don't, I don't know. They are the worst people. They are. I'll give her credit, though, because I think it is hard to be. She's Italian, so it's it's hard to do anything in something that's not your native language. So I applaud her for that, but she, Girl, she calm wasn't down. in it. You're able much. to do this podcast very well. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> but um, anyway, the, you know, my other gripe about the show, which I have to bring up. What? First of all, if you're going to do a fucking show where the winning looks are going to be available on amazon.com <laughs> right after the episode airs, Please ensure that you have enough looks because I was moved by Johnny's collection yesterday. There was a particular <laughs> jacket that I fucking wanted to buy. And as soon as I watched the episode, I ran to my laptop, went to amazon.com and everything, nearly everything except for a fucking t-shirt was not available. And not only does it say sold out, it says currently Hardly unavailable. unavailable. And, and it also says, and may not ever be available. Are you joking? So like, I didn't yeah. say that. It said it. And so I'm like, if you're going to yeah, do a that, show where the whole premise is yeah, buy the is, shit on Amazon, yeah, fail. It's a fail. See, it's a fail. It's a fail. But see, so I was having a discussion with uh, my husband as he was watching it last night because I I think the right person won. Like, I, I, Johnny should have won. But there was part of me that wanted Esther to win. But then as I was watching it, I was like, Esther is actually too good for Amazon. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's more... Because I just feel that, like, really, who wants to sell their clothes on Amazon? <laughs> Don't quite understand. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I would I would agree with you. I think Esther, I think Esther, I'm happy Johnny won, too. I think he should have won for Amazon. But I also would have wanted Esther to win because I think she's been consistently good. Yes, yeah. Yes, but if yeah. I had to hear one more fucking time about, like, is Esther going to use color? I'm like, we, she's not fucking going to use color. Leave her yeah, alone. <laughs> exactly. Like, let's move on. Like, move on. 
um, I didn't need her to use color. And also it actually annoys me when they were talking about how, you know, uh, buying black online is, you know, not really a thing. And it just, yeah, also, I think that's like garbage. You can buy black online. Yeah. But there is usually a lot less black online, but that annoys me because I actually like wearing black myself. And I actually think, I think it's most people like wearing black. Yeah. But it's online. It is more difficult to find truly. If well, you go on ASOS, it's very difficult to just find black things. That's ASOS for our American listeners. ASOS. Remember when it used to be as seen on screen? Do you remember that? No, I don't. That's before okay. my before my time. Okay, rude. Um, so yeah, great show, great show. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, let us know your thoughts. Did you think the right person won? Um, who did you feel was maybe cut short too soon? Are you asking me personally? No, <laughs> I'm not interested in your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, anyway, Joseph Altazora is another judge. I think he's super cute. Oh. Uh, Nicole Richie uh, was is half half there, half, half, a half judge. there, half a judge. She's also pretty good because she has that that. Well, she has that understanding of the. I mean, she has a clothing brand, um, so she. she but she, she also knows how to make good television too. So yeah, she does. Oh, it was just a bit of a shame. Shame she wasn't in it throughout the entirety of the show. But I guess she just didn't want to fly to Japan. <laughs> right. Well, it's, I mean, it's we're far not, away. We're not oh. flying anywhere now, so I bet you she wishes she had gone. Don't depress me. Don't depress me. <laughs> anyway, ten episodes, Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's um, it's a it's high budget watch. project runway. Yeah, it's an easy watch. Um, what else is there to discuss? Well, there's RuPaul, and I don't know if you had the chance to watch RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. I didn't. So, uh, as we know, I get very stressed out with the whole RuPaul drag race situation. It's uh, There's too many things of it on at once. I don't understand the scheduling. It's on too long, so I have to watch it the next day. And I definitely don't know anything about the celebrity thing, apart from the stuff I've seen online. No, well, you're right. First of all, on Friday night, it was three and a half hours of Drag Race. With 90 minutes for RuPaul's Drag Race, then 90 minutes for RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and then 30 minutes of Untucked. So Actually, it's, less of a, it's less of a race and more of a crawl. <laughs> Oh my God, it was it's a slog, but I actually <laughs> forgot that it was on on Friday. So I like had a bad dream, so I woke up at 6.30 on Saturday, and then I watched, um, I watched the, the normal episode. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the day, I like sort of watched the secret celebrity uh, drag race. And it's exactly what you'd expect, meaning like. It's a bunch not... of influencers. No, it wasn't influencers, but it definitely wasn't celebrities. It was Nico. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name or remember it, but his name is Nico's T something. He's from Younger. He's he's like a, a gender fluid, not gender fluid, like pansexual celebrity he's very good looking um he showed up in a he showed up in a wife beater though he's he's an actor he's around then it was an actor from riverdale who i'd never heard of um jordan collins i want to say i watched riverdale though like not the new stuff but the older stuff so maybe he's a new member he's a new guy he plays the character of sweet pea he's like six foot three he's so adorable he has like I, was, I looked at him and I was like, he's going to make a pretty girl. He did not make a pretty girl, but he is, <laughs> he is quite like, he's a quite handsome young man. 
Um, and he kept talking about his fiance. I was like, I get it. You're a, you're a straight guy. Doing oh God. A show. Overcompensating. Overcompensating. Um, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely swallowing dick at some point. No, he's yeah. not, it was if you're easily. overcompensating, we know this is how the story no, goes. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think he was yeah. just, it's, it's uncomfortable. You know. And, and he does have a brother and sister who is gay. He was, he was actually quite, quite a gem to watch. Um, and then they had this other, um, black stand-up comedian whose name I don't remember but in the beginning of the show they like don't tell you who the celebrities are and they make you kind of guess and I swear I thought it was gonna be <laughs> Leslie Jordan but it wasn't I don't know the show it's a four-part series it's kind of a waste of time in my opinion yeah I mean so it's, but so are they being do they have to do their own drag makeup or does somebody else do it for them no, they're each the three the three guys that came on were each paired with a drag queen. It was Bob the Drag Queen, Trixie Mattel, and Monet Exchange. RuPaul's there, Michelle Visage is there, Ross and um Carson, why can't I, Carson are there. Um and it's just like every episode's gonna have a different batch of celebrity, so they actually crown a winner in the episode. Oh, okay. They even did they did Snatch Game. Um it's just it's it just, just a doesn't lot. seem right. Well, yeah, and also I just feel like if you're not like it's I it's actually a bit of a weird decision to do that because I think that the show in general is such celebration of drag queen artistry. Um and obviously my journey on the show has been not on the show, but um <laughs> watching James is actually gonna be on season thirteen. <laughs> Vanessa my, Vanderpump. Yes, I've signed the contract. Um no, but my journey watching the show has, you know, I've really understood everything about drag queen artistry which i just didn't know about before and to be fair was that i was judgmental um but to have somebody random come in that's never done it before that then has to like deliver and become a drag queen i almost feel it's a little bit like backtracking on what the show's about um and it becomes a little bit more clownery than it is celebratory Would you say it's it's less about the art. It it, it does have a good component in the sense that the winner gets thirty thousand dollars for their charity. Um, so I think that makes up for it a little bit. It's just it's a little bit of RuPaul overload. Um, mm. like maybe if they had held the show for a little bit later when the normal season isn't on, it's just they. I don't know why they have to, like, throw so much RuPaul's Drag Race at us at, at the same at time. once. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But um, let's talk about the 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 general show. So the um episode we had. Uh, yesterday or whatever day it was, uh, was a American special. Would you say Stars and Stripes? Oh, it was the presidential, the presidential yes. election situation. Can I talk about how Jeff Goldblum? <sighs> yes, I Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god, we should have led with that. Jeff Goldblum is sixty-seven years old, and he is handsome as fuck. We actually should have just actually spoke about Jeff Goldblum this entire episode of Oh my god. Else. For sure. I want Jeff I, Gold. I want it to be Jeff Goldblum's drag race. Like I don't need RuPaul anymore. Just yeah, Jeff Goldblum I thought was such a breath of fresh. As I want to be Bloom. Jeff Goldblum's toilet. I think. Well that's a bit strange. <laughs> I mean I don't know why I said toilet, but Because I just you want wanna... him to sit on your face pretty much. Basically, yes. I mean I wouldn't really want anything to come out while he's doing it, but um he I honestly have and I, I've always known this. That I've had like the biggest crush on him. And as he's got older, I think I've crushed on him more. But yesterday during that episode, I think I actually fell in love with him. Same. I mean, he just has that charm that is, he's just so smart. He was, there, you know, there's a lot of judges that come on this on RuPaul's Drag Race and they like add nothing to the show. Um, 
<laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Wow. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was rough. I hope no, you're ready Kathy, for No, she did a good job. Actually, hope... she actually did a really good job because she was coaching and mentoring. So that Look was at a you. joke. Look a at joke. you backtracking really quickly. <laughs> anyway, Jeff Goldblum um, was really great. And so was Rachel Bloom. They hosted the oh, like presidential yeah. debates that the queens were having. And I, I mean, I wonder how much that probably took forever to film, oh, but like, God, yeah, they were, I don't, they were funny. They were quippy. The editing um, was really good on that whole section because they just, it, it, it appeared that everybody did a really good job, but also Jeff well, and Rachel being able to like bounce back so quickly and stuff. I don't know how much of it was edited or how much of it was like naturally there or scripted. I'm sure but... it was very edited, but either way, like you can't, you can't create those moments if they aren't there to begin with, but I'll tell you what they can do is, is you said they all did well. Sherry Pie, uh, nobody knows because they keep editing her out of the show. <laughs> but the funniest thing is when she pops up, I'm like, who's this? <laughs> like, I, I forget every time. I forget every time. I almost wish they just would have, like, just not shown her Yeah, but it's too all. difficult because I see what happens when they put her in. It's usually because of how it affects somebody else or like it's a knock-on effect so you can't take that equation out because otherwise you it won't make sense um but when (laughs) just even when they did the stars and stripes and she came out and like everything just is cut off so quickly when she's it's just so bizarre to watch which is a shame which is a shame i mean obviously of course controversy she did to herself all that stuff but it's just, it's kind of scary how, like, if you do a reality show, how easy it is for them to cut you out. <laughs> I know, but that would never have happened back in the day. Like, our times have really changed. They would never, you, things like that have gone on for so long. And controversy and people's awful behavior. Like, just think of the Jersey Shore and those people. Like, you know, they're not all upstanding citizens. And I'm sure they've no, done some terrible sure, things. Sure. But you, you could just, like, we've just changed so much as a society. I'm not saying, you know, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm yeah. just saying it's interesting. Other than Cherry Pie, obviously Gigi Good has been one of our favorites. But, like, I'm worried about her a little bit now in the sense that I'm seeing a little bit of the Valentina delusion come into her. Yes. Where they she's buying into her own hype a little bit. Yeah. And I well, don't... but quickly knocked down, quickly knocked down. So I actually think, she, but she seems smart. So I think that we may see it turn back around. I hope so, because she definitely has been on the lower end of the scale the last couple of episodes. Um, I, my crush for Crystal Method is still very, very strong. Crystal uh, Method has gotten better week to week. So I, I like when you can see like actual improvement because I didn't think that I think she would have gotten in her own head and I was mm. actually shocked that Widow Von Du was the one that got more in her own head like what the fuck was uh, that on the runway oh my god I actually really didn't like her at all as a drag like as a person or a drag queen like I, uh, uh, like anybody that is very complains a lot about problems and always has an excuse to why they not do, and can I just say what really really annoyed me and it was such a great point um that and now I can't even remember who made the point oh it was Raven when they came around and did the talks uh and they spoke about how she always wears flat shoes for her runway and she said oh it's in case I have to uh lip sync for my life and it's like why are you even thinking that that's an option like, I hate that shit. Like, why are yeah. you planning that you're going to fail? Well, I mean, I think 
widow probably saw that like she was being outshined so it's kind of you do get in your own head you do start to sabotage yourself when you see other people doing well and you're consistently like in the middle they're falling on the bottom and it's hard to dig yourself out i think crystal method did a great job of digging herself out but it, it it's hard i mean that show as as any reality competition or any competition in general it's a mind fuck yeah of course of course but like i don't know there's just she but i think you going in she didn't even seem like that she was confident or there was like some people just go in with a bit of a chip on their shoulder and i feel like she was one of those people um, and then like really is annoyed when she's an upset when they get kicked off. And it's a lot of excuses in the, in the confessionals. And it's, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, she's mentioned something about trying harder or something. And I just thought if you're going away from a competition like that, knowing that you didn't try hard, then what the hell were you doing? Like For you should sure. be always and trying your hardest, always. I agree. And I think Britta kind of had a little bit of that too. But now I'm like annoyed mm. that like Jan should have stayed last week. And then like, we because no. I, I, I mean, no, Widow definitely beat her in the lip sync. She was much better. But like for then Widow to like, yeah, but kind that's of. The, but that's how it goes. And I think that the right person's gone every episode thus far. I agree. But I think Jan could have got given a little bit. I think Jan would have kicked herself. Jen would have definitely kicked more. herself up a notch, but the problem was is she was already notched like too far because she didn't she she was too she was too she was too, there, too. There was, there was, there was, you had widow who wasn't trying hard enough and then Jen was that was trying too hard and it's hard to tr- like bring yourself down from trying too hard because you don't quite people like that don't grasp the concept of who do you, who do you think's going to be in the final four? Uh, I think Heidi who I absolutely adore. Very, I hope so. Like, such a nice person. Like, you just feel the warmth from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really... She also have... very much looks like Phaedra Parks. Oh, 100%. Like, I forget that it's not Phaedra Parks, to, in all honesty. Um, Jada Essence, I really warmed to over the episodes. At the beginning, I wasn't a fan. I don't often love the pageant-type drag queens, um, but she's become very funny, and especially during the choices thing. Uh, with Jeff Goldblum and she was like playing off of him it was great Uh, so I'm definitely one time so I think my my the four that I would want to be in the final four are uh, Heidi, Jada, Crystal and Gigi I would agree with you I think it's going to be however I think it's going to be Heidi, Gigi, Sherry Pie because they've made such a fucking Michigas about her being cut out. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Sherry, Gigi, Heidi, and I think Jackie will probably edge out Crystal Method in there. I don't know. You know, I find Jackie to be lesser a lesser performer. I agree. She's not very funny. I think Jackie's smart. I think Crystal might be have given us almost everything that she has already. Yeah, but I think sometimes those people are more endearing and get further. For because sure. they discover new things every week. Whereas I think if somebody like Jackie, who's come in with a plan of action, you know, and I loved all of the stuff with the... Um, the Hijab? 
yeah, I couldn't think of what it was called. Apologies. Uh, all of that. But that's somebody who's, you know, some again, it was that Jan thing where you're overthinking, you have a plan of action. And sometimes when you have a plan of action, you can't execute it the way you want and it doesn't come out the way you want. But somebody like Crystal, who has natural talent, every week you discover something new or something's pushed out of you that you didn't know you had. And I think often that's the type of winner that you end up with. I would agree. I just think Heidi is also also has that characteristic where she's figuring new things mm-hmm. out about her every week. And I think Heidi would edge out Crystal in that sense. Um, oh, 100%. But I don't agree with you with the Jackie. Uh, Jackie, I think I would say Crystal over Jackie. That's my opinion. We're all entitled to it. I just see Sherry Pie in there, and then it'll be a a final three if they can even film a finale. But that's—I mean—it's just so weird because we can't—we have no reference of Sherry Pie. Like she could really be terrible. Like to me, I am bored of the same character, the same old lady thing that she's doing. But that's all we've seen. We don't know her. I did say I liked her runway look this week. It was pretty cool. I did. I did, actually, yeah. And it was the youngest she's looked. She does tend to go very old. And she's 28. Oh, dear. I know. She looks about 50. Anyway, shall we take a break and then talk about our beloved housewives? Yes, let's. Be right back. (laughs) Welcome back. You're listening to Wannabe, a pop culture podcast. I'm James. And I'm John, your beloved TV watchers. (laughs) <laughs> and now we are going to delve in to Housewives. Ooh, which shall we talk about first? Uh, uh, shall we talk about Atlanta. Beverly Hills first? Oh, fine. Oh, well, I can't talk about Atlanta because I've watched <laughs> Well, shucks. It was a I know, below I average finale. That. Nothing's really happening, but they did film the reunion virtually on Thursday. So I don't know if we're getting a new yeah, episode tonight. I saw a screenshot. I don't think we would be getting a new episode this quickly. Uh, so I didn't watch the second from last episode because you told me and my brother told me it was so boring. So boring. Um, so then I forgot about it. And then when it came for the finale, I forgot it was on. But you again said the finale wasn't really that good. No, it wasn't. There was like drama at the very like last five minutes. But then they just like started freezing everything and giving the like... Phaedra is not Phaedra. Kenya is now blah, 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 blah. Speaking of Phaedra, bring okay. back Phaedra. That's all I want. We need Phaedra back. We need some form of like, you know, proper entertainment. We do. We need, I, I want Phaedra to make up with Portia. I want them to be freaking frack again. Um, oh, they were good to You have been watching Potomac though, which got delayed. It was supposed <sighs> to start in two weeks and now the season has been pushed back to sometime in the which, summer. Obviously I'm kind of a little pleased about because Same. it gives me time to catch up because I have season three. I'm on like episode four of season three. So I have all of three and all of four to get through. So by the time I'm finished, hopefully. Well, hopefully, hopefully this pandemic will be five. over and we'll be able to resume our normal <laughs> lives. But um, but I'm a huge fan of Potomac. Cannot believe I slept on it this long. Um, absolutely love all of the cast. Uh, there isn't actually, for me, a dud member of the cast. No, I think with Potomac for me, I remember I've been watching it since it came on. But then for some reason, after season two, I was like, mm, I don't need another House 5 show. I'll just drop off. And then, mm. um, so I didn't watch season three. And then halfway through, I was bored. So I caught like, half an episode and I was like I don't know what the fuck's going on so then I rewatched the season and season three and four are fire yeah I mean it's already I'm only four episodes in and so much has happened the way they interact with each other is really good I think 
what I'm noticing is that they film a lot together, which I just think is the key to any housewife show. Anytime we're getting separate storylines and, you know, people at home washing their dogs or children, it's just not interesting to me. I get that. I I mean, we've talked about this a lot too. It's like, we, we like to see the housewives together. I understand that there is a need for seeing them in there at like by themselves, but like, Mm-hmm. few and far between there should never be a full episode where they don't film together but i think what's key is i prefer it when they film by themselves but there is a thread of the story is still based around what happens when they're together i don't necessarily love it when it's literally just like here i am with my mother and i'm trying on a wedding dress and like that's it like there's no i need still a, a link to a situation that is a broader group discussion do you know do you see what i'm saying i do i agree i agree uh but absolutely a fan i'm gonna watch an episode one or two episodes a day i think is probably my plan as you should as you should a lot happens especially especially with the addition of candace who is such a frustrating character she's come in yeah she's come in now uh and i'm uh, you know just getting to know her she seems slightly irritating to me she's uh, very irritating i'd say season four is probably better than season three because i don't really remember season three right now but great fun all over anyway beverly hills beverly hills so we had the second episode of beverly hills this week um and not as not as fire as the first episode, which you know makes sense because we can't have every episode necessarily being amazing. Yeah, no, but um, it was still enjoyable. I'll, I'll say, like, I'm really loving Garcelle. I I like actually liked seeing that scene of her going to her new house and like getting to know her. Um, okay, wait a second. Can we pause though? So I have real issues with Beverly Hills this season, and it is because of first of all. Lisa Rinna is the only one that lives in Beverly Hills. Does she even now. though she doesn't really live in Beverly Hills? I think it's class as Beverly Hills. We did we have been to her house and it's off of Mulholland at the top. I'm pretty sure yes, it's Beverly Hills. But it's like borderline Beverly Hills then. Well, but it's kind of sandwiched Beverly Hills, Bel Air, Los Angeles, Los Angeles City, which I think she's still the most central of all the housewives. Sure. All of the others are literally in the valley. Well, that's the place to fucking be. <laughs> apparently. I live in the valley but, too. Um, but Garcelle is apparently moving to some sort of random, like generic. I couldn't figure out where subplot. the hell. Yeah, couldn't figure out where the hell she was moving to. But um, she did in film. Standard home. She did film with Erica, not like three blocks from my apartment at at Sweet Butter with um with yeah, because Eric- it's the valley. <laughs> it's true. Oh well, I mean that's far for for like Erica lives in Pasadena. Erica. But no one's going to go out to Pasadena and film. No, but um, anyway, I'm loving Garcelle. I loved her scene with Erica. I just think she's just like a cool character. I liked watching her house tour. I believed everything that she was saying. Um, the, just, what do you have I, to say? I, I love, I don't know. I really liked the first episode. Um, but this episode, I, I, it's not that I dislike her. I actually, she has a great story. She seems very genuine and she seems like she's going to be good fun down the line. Anytime anybody interacts with Erica and is nice with Erica, I just, it makes me cringe. Also because I find Erica to be so phony 
And I didn't, that whole scene with the grandparent, like just discovering she was a grandparent and Erica like nearly crying about it. I was just like, this is so uncomfortable. Like you've just met this woman. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Erica's either, but I will say she's definitely trying. She's heard the criticism of people not letting her in enough or not letting us in enough. And like, we're- yeah, but now I don't, now I'm annoyed because I'm like, I actually didn't want you. I wanted you to be gone, not to let me in. I don't mind it. I think the thing with Beverly Hills that I'm liking is, I don't, I don't, I still don't understand why people love The Real House as Beverly Hills. It's definitely great, but I think it's only been great when Kim Richards or Brandy Glanville have been involved. I don't think without them, it's ever been like a stellar show. Like all the iconic moments have involved mm. one of those two. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm happy Brandy and I, Kim are both coming back for a bit. But, but like, I also think that people love Beverly Hills because they're like, oh, it you know, gives us that escapism into a different life. And I don't know if it's because we are we live amongst that type of maybe, thing. Maybe. That to me, I just don't find it interesting. But also, I don't think that, that we see that anymore. Dorit's moved into some standard-looking home. Garcelle's living on a subplot, like, in the valley. For sure. For sure. Like, it's it's definitely... And I'm not saying that it's, like, all very, you know, like, it's all very cheap and nobody's got any money because property here is expensive. So even those properties are very expensive. But it's just so generic. And I'm just, like, it kind of looks a bit, like, OC-ish. You know, like, everyone just lives in a regular home. Or Potomac. Boring. Yeah. Oh my God. Potomac is not even regular. Um, it's just like a condos, apartments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think what I, what I do like is because I think Beverly Hills is, is consistently boring without Kim and Brandy. Like I like that the editors clearly and the, the production team clearly overshot the season and they are editing it very quickly and like really trimming the fat to the point where I'm getting like, like you're, you're moving through scene to scene a little oh, bit too quickly. It's too quick. I don't mind it's that because I think let's try something new with Beverly Hills because it has been kind of annoying. I I, I think they're breaking the fourth wall a little bit too much by having the, much. the producer speak. Mm, um, mm. And I don't, I, I don't mind it fine. sometimes. But. No, but it's fine from time to time if, if it's necessary to, because somebody needs to be pushed or probed. But that whole conversation with Dorit and PK was literally an actual entire conversation it, and it was it felt, weird it felt a little bit staged too it almost felt like a parody conversation um which yeah. I, I don't mind anytime seeing Dorit or PK look stupid I actually really like Dorit um but it just felt a little bit too much but again I'm all for trying this new kind of format with Beverly yeah Hill. I mean give it a try I it's making me a little motion sickness watching it because it is moving so quickly and we're jumping from like housewife to housewife and I'm like, wait, what's the story over here? What's the story over there? But that's better than being bored. A hundred percent. Which is what we were last time. So um, I'm still really enjoying Sutton. I know you're not a fan. I don't hate her. She just strikes me as, again, like just a little bit too much of a tryhard right now. It's not like it doesn't feel like a, a, a genuine kind of introduction. Like like the whole scene with the, what, the West Hollywood mayor coming to her thing it's like it it was she it was funny it was funny but it was like trying too hard like if she was i feel like she'd be better off in new york actually like she just feels like she'd she'd conflict with ramona exactly yeah yeah yeah. she's manic energy but i said this last time and i'll say it again we need somebody like that to to create some situations within the within the real housewives of beverly hills that isn't to do with their lives or like it has a, it's bringing in a different energy and i'm i'm okay about it i'm fully on board well it's fine 
I don't know. It's fine. I mean, we'll see what how it plays out. Denise Richards, you know, she was kind of lower energy this season, uh, this week because she was, you know, drugged up with her surgeries. Um, but she's usually low energy anyway, so it's it's not that much of a change. But that that's another example of the editors having fun with like the like. I wish I could just be in the future, and then they have the echo. I didn't like that. No, it, that's I didn't like that's that. on like I'm like let's you can have a little bit of fun, but like don't make yeah, it like a full on parody. Yeah, but um, thoughts on Aaron? I feel like he's maybe actually a criminal. <laughs> well, he was married to somebody <laughs> famous before Denise Richards. Um, so oh, was he? Yeah, so he's giving me a little bit of like a gold digger well, vibe. But well. yeah, I feel like he's um a con artist. A con artist. <laughs> no, he's up to something with his weird like. Oh, my business is dealing with NASA. Uh, <laughs> And this is products that we use with NASA. Like, I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm pretty sure last season you was a builder. And I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, so... if you're con- concerned about, like, a criminal, what about Teddy and her Edwin, who, like, they're a security company, and yet their houses <laughs> keep getting broken into? But that's just smart business. That's just smart business. <laughs> is it, though? Because it sounds like pretty I, I terrible business. If if you're no, if your company is a security company to protect people's houses, and then your houses that you protect keep getting broken into, I think someone was murdered in one of Dorit's houses. No. Uh, yes. Oh dear, I didn't know that. Over the over the. But winter. that's probably something to do with Dorit and PK's shady business as well. I I blame them. It could be. There's a well, you know, but these that's a much more interesting story than like bloody what we've had like forget puppy gate bring in murder gate like come on <laughs> it's way more interesting okay. now i remember okay so aaron aaron was married mm-hmm. to nicolette sheridan oh yes they did discuss this didn't they yes because last year i remember camille brought her two cents in but didn't didn't okay so aaron and nicolette oh, yeah, it was lisa renna yes, because, it was lisa renna yes because nicolette used to date um harry, harry hamlin, hamlin. Yes, was married to right. him maybe i don't remember i, think I can't remember married to him. But yes that is yes yes that is so i mean it's it's a little bit suspect that he just jumps from like famous woman to famous woman he's definitely a criminal I mean, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't be surprised. I loved how he said, like, something about how he, we're not supposed to be talking about this, but I'm like, you're talking about it on camera, about like, <laughs> some, like, government contract or whatever he had anyway. No, I know, exactly, that's why. He's just shady, shady, shady. But we'll see how all that pans out, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm here for this week, this season of Beverly Hills, and we'll just see what happens. That's all we can do. Uh, but let's shift to New York because that is bringing me absolute life during this lockdown. It's the only thing that I look forward to aside from Potomac. It's, I mean, it was an hour of just pure fun. I texted you right after and I said, God, that was fun. And I didn't even say what it was about, <laughs> but I knew you would know. I knew I, because it was, God, it was fun. It was fun. Those girls can just bring such entertainment through doing nothing. Leah has become like a great addition to the cast. I actually loved when she was throwing the tiki torches and Kinsey's like, what are you throwing the tiki torches? Fun. Like they're like, they're fun. They're like party. And and Leah just looks at her and goes, you don't watch the news enough, which is amazing <laughs> that obviously tiki torches have become a symbol of like white supremacism here in the U.S. Yes. Yes, she literally was like, "I fucking hate this." Just fucking throws them everywhere, and then Sonia joins her. 
Oh, it was epic. Like, from start to finish, the whole thing. Luan was hilarious with, like, coming on to every man that came into the building. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, can we talk about the dog groomer? Because I'm like, he has had way too much, like, face work for them to be oh, fawning well, over I him. I thought he was a homosexual. I did well. I did too, actually. He has he has a homosexual yeah. vibe to him. Yeah, he had homosexual face because he was like had that wispy hair with over plastic face, very muscular body, and also he's grooming dogs. It's true. You're right. Like you're right with another man. You're right. Who was also of a similar caliber. But Luann didn't stop her. She was all very she... much into it. But seeing her get turned down by the tennis instructor was truly oh, a highlight. I almost Me wish too. she hadn't done like a a, a, a over the shoulder interview, like talking about how she got rejected because it was just so funny to see was, her be rejected in the moment. Can we can we just act that out quickly? Because it was so entertaining. Sure. Who am I? Um, uh, you you can be Luann if you want. Okay. Okay. If so, you can handle it. So you're the thirty nine. You're a thirty nine year old tennis. I'll be the Italian. Yeah. And I'm in my fifties. Okay. So this is after they've had a tennis match, and Luann's like, oh. So are you single? What's it must be so hard dating in the city or, you know, you just, you never know who you're going to meet. I mean, you can meet the love of your life today. Oh, well, you know, maybe not today. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Today's not the day. Today's not the day. She was really trying. She was really trying. I give her props for that. I mean, she looked great. She looked, Luann looks, uh, I think she's looked the best she's ever really good. Oh, absolutely. And she's definitely on fire. And to be fair, the dog groomer, I do think that they ended up like exchanging numbers. Probably. Oh, I'm, because I'm sure they she fucked him. She 100% yeah, fucked him if he's into that. She got the massage. There was a lot of like over the shoulder looking as they departed the scene together. It was, it definitely was going down that road. Dorinda giving the commentary um, though, when, when Luann and Ramona were playing each other was also hilarious saying like, well, Luann's super competitive was... and Ramona's just going to try and make sure her boobs are visible. <laughs> um, but can I have some time to talk about Dorinda? Because I'm getting more and more annoyed with her every episode too, of, of every season. And I I've kind of think I figured out what it is, is she's becoming far too self-aware of who who she is as a housewife um and you know we've discussed this before in the past whether it's on the podcast or not i don't remember but anytime a housewife keeps referring to things, things that, that they've she said, said yep. in episodes uh, of days gone by that she, it's very irritating but what i've really noticed is that she keeps looking for the camera before she talks. I feel like Sonia does that a lot too, uh, but I think Dorinda's in that place now where Sonia a few years ago when Heather was still on, like Sonia was like just drinking too much and very hyper aware of the cameras. I wanted Sonia, I hated Sonia so much. I wanted her off the show. I thought she was terrible, but she's redeemed herself. I think Dorinda can still redeem herself, but you're right. She's too aware. She's trying too just, hard. I literally can see her looking into the camera lens before she starts talking. Like, she she looks to see where it is and then she says something. Like, I've noticed it a lot this season. Well, speaking um, of looking into even... the camera, though, it was funny, like, when Leo right. was, was super drunk with Sonia and then she, like, chases her into the bathroom and then she goes into the bathroom <laughs> and then she's about to slam the door, but she looks right at the camera guy and she's like, should I close the door? Should I not close the door? I know, like, yeah, what's I saw going that. on? She, like, had a moment of sobriety she... right there. Yeah, and then she decided to, like, lean down and get to Sonia's eye level whilst peeing on the toilet. And I discussion. couldn't stop looking at the fucking camera guy in the mirror because I'm like, I forget that they're there sometimes. Me either. But... No, I know. That whole episode, though, was 
fantastic. Yeah, for sure. But um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of like producers breaking the fourth wall, but like, I don't like seeing too much. Like that episode in Atlanta when they were in Greece and Nini like steps off and then you see that there's like a crew of 20 uh, people. That... I'm like, that's kind yeah. of weird that there's that many people just watching a scene go on. Yeah. I mean, but there's sometimes you can't, like with the whole, if that many people are drunk in a house and there's so much happening, it's going to be too difficult to not see the camera at all times. Like sure. that you, you know, you have to kind of shift around and it's just too complicated. And I, I don't think we saw them that much in that episode. No, 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 it didn't throw much. me off. Not as, not as much as the, in the Atlanta one. But do you think that Ramona's new friend that, that keeps coming over, who, who kind of looks like mm. a little bit better of a Cindy Barshop, was like intended to be a friend of a housewife? Because she's been in I, every episode now. Well, and she's in the trailer a lot too. I remember thinking that because obviously we had Leah, who was the new housewife. And in the trailer, we just kept seeing Leah and this dark haired woman in everything. And she has been in every episode. Um, I don't know. I don't dislike her. I don't dislike They might be sharing right. buying her. So, like, they might just be maybe, editing her maybe out. She did, <laughs> maybe she did something. Um, uh, Ramona leaving, by the way. Like, so oh my God. If you have house guests and you're like, I, Ramona's just so on brand. Like you, Ramona's, first of all, trying so hard to be nice and be seen as nice that I can see, like when she short circuits a little bit, like when she yelled at yeah, Leah to go clean too. up. And like I love yeah. when she's like, "Well, you guys aren't going out. I'm going out. I have a lot of energy. I need to go. I need to have. I need to go out and have fun. Everyone's at the party. Like I love when she snaps back into who she actually is, which is a terrible human yeah, being. Terrible human. But she's so good. Like so good. Oh, hands down, my favorite housewife of all time is Ramona. Yeah, absolutely. And then coming back oh. and then finding just the mess. But I'll give it to her. She really, she really wasn't that upset. And um... no, she wasn't. I mean, I mean that is really. I I once had a party back in England, and I cannot tell you. I mean, to be fair, I was kind of egging everybody on because it was a house that I had. Um, that I was leaving because I was moving country. And so I knew that it was kind of like one of my last few days in the house. I kind of egged everybody on to like destroy it. I was very young and childish. But I remember waking up the next day and came down. There was maybe 12 people on the floor downstairs who I thought had left. Um, there was holes in the wall. There was food up on every piece of the ceiling red wine just splattered no, on every door like it cool. was disgusting like disgusting but I, I was like oh whatever you know I, I kind of egged everybody on a little bit and I think at one point I was throwing food at the wall anyway so well that's the problem as a host, yeah yeah but you know young and stupid young and stupid but Ramona cracked but there me is up. nothing worse than somebody destroys your house well yeah and Dorinda would know because Ramona I can see like off camera Ramona destroyed Dorinda's house like ripping <laughs> ripping lights off the wall and shit so um it was a bit hypocritical but like my house this is my house but she didn't actually care. I know. yeah she didn't care she was just there for the drama i love ramona's hampton's house i really like it actually it's a really nice house nice energy nice flow um i i would definitely move in see the new york women have money so back to dorinda really quickly at ramona's party i kind of noticed like she's kind of a buzzkill like she wasn't any every mm. scene she was kind of just like sitting there in the corner like trying to have like a serious conversation and not reading the room properly because everybody else wanted to have fun. Yes. And that was annoying. Well, she, but this is what I'm saying. She's become quite irritating. I don't know if it's because obviously she's going through something, um, but she's very much Debbie Downer. She's aware of the camera, but obviously not aware of her surroundings. So she's not behaving 
they kind of pick up the cues from the people around you. Everyone's having fun, but you're kind of contained another group of people listening to you moan and complain about everything. Like that's so annoying. A party. I would literally just walk like when Sonia walked off, that would a hundred percent be me. I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Bye. I'm going to have fun. Well, Sonia trying to kick that guy out that came to the party. It was also hilarious. So funny. I mean, what what was she saying? Like, you don't belong here. She was like, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> but Sonia, I know how you like get annoyed with her and stuff, but she just, to me, adds just that whole element. No, I love, I love, love Sonia now. But a few years ago, I was like, she's, a, I, it was she looking a little out. bit, it was looking a little bit Kim Richards, whereas, where the sense is like, it's not fun to watch this person yeah, self-destruct yeah, yeah. on no, camera. I, I see what you're saying. But the whole, I just think the whole dynamics of everything, and even when they came back in after the naked swimming, and they, you know, Leah was having a go at Sonia Morgan about, like, let the past go. <laughs> it was 1985, let it go. And, like, Tinsley also getting highly offended with the high society stuff. Like, it was just so good. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see where else they're going to go. I like when like the housewives every- are out of their element. Me too, but every episode of New York has actually been very stellar. Like every episode has been like crazy, crazy, crazy. But crazy. again, that's but that's again that goes back to the initial conversation of it's it's like the Beverly Hills girls just don't have that chemistry and magic that the New York cast, the Potomac cast, um, and Atlanta for the most part usually has. When Atlanta yeah. sometimes gets too big for their birches when they realize like, mm-hmm. oh, we're actually like actual celebrities sometimes. So like we don't actually have to interact with each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, New York, uh, Beverly Hills is a bit like that because it's, it's the, the friendships aren't actually old and they're not like, there's no real history out there between everybody. Have you got a twitchy eye? No. Oh, I thought I just saw it twitch. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I have these days. <laughs> bad hair and a twitchy eye. <laughs> this is real bad. Update your Tinder profile. Um, I mean, I think I'm kind of good with everything that we've covered. There's nothing else that no. we're kind of both watching, right? I can't I can't think. I'm still plowing through season three of Ozark. Um, I took a little bit of oh, a you break. Haven't I took a break. I wanted to watch other things. I watched Unorthodox, which if you haven't watched, you should. It's excellent. Okay, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I was unsure too, and the trailer was like, Oh, this is nothing that I would want to watch. A, a Orthodox Jewish girl runs away from New York and goes to Berlin. Sounds not like my thing, but it was Berlin. Absolutely... Berlin. 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 <laughs> Um, it, and my brother mentioned a show on Netflix um, that I guess maybe must fall under your category. Uh, that is um, the Innocence the Files. Comic Files. Yeah, the Innocence Files is a docu series about people that were wrongly convicted, and it's it's their kind of redemption. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I personally haven't watched it. Um, it is my team, but I just joined the <laughs> team. So, but the Innocence okay. Files is definitely um, it's it's. It's every episode is about a different person, so it's more of a okay. Yeah, it's it's just like a little, like little mini apps, basically. Yeah, they're not short, but they're um, little stories. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what was the other thing I was going to suggest? I cannot remember. There should was I, something on my. Should I start Jack Ryan? Oh, I love Jack Ryan. It's like. You know, it's everything you want from a show. It's got action, it's got drama, it's, you know, it's it's a typical 
It's almost like how Homeland was when Homeland was good. Mm. Homeland's you know? still on. I know, which is shocking to me. It just got really boring. I only watched so the first two in-depth. seasons. Um, yeah, but it was it, it's a good show. Jack Ryan's really good. What about Killing Eve? We, I'm still I'm watching uh, season three. Is that the new season? Yep, it started. It's, okay, tonight will be the third episode. Yeah, see, this is why I can't I can't go episode to episode with Killing Eve. I like to have a whole bunch of them and then like watch them. So I'll have to wait until well enough have been out because I just I can't I can't like why do people do this? I don't mind a week to week now. Um, I, and I like the way making the cut was like two new episodes every week. I, I, that's I what I, I enjoyed. I think two. I think I actually think that's quite a revolutionary way of making us binge watch, but also paste it out so that you don't get to the end too quickly it's by having two episodes a week it makes sense for sure there's also um too hot to handle on netflix which has Mm. a a girl from essex it's it's actually a lot of people from the uk it's a very it's uk us canada and australia and it's it's definitely it's a dating show there it's they're sexy people in a house but they're not allowed to have sex or kiss or touch inappropriately and if they do then they lose money um it's interesting did you watch love is blind you should watch love is blind no love is I, blind is actually did, good yeah you did say that but it's just one of those ones and that's just honestly i just feel like there's too much i had a struggle for me to even fit what i'm watching in at the well, moment I, I mean the good thing is i have nothing to do i have no husband no friends near me so all I do is spend time with my TV friends. You get to cycle. You get to make dinner with your hubs. Watch yeah, TV but also together. That does, yeah, but then that does come into play because then if it's something that I want to watch that he doesn't want to watch, like, you know, they, we don't have that time apart at the moment. So we're just having to agree on everything that we're watching. So things like Love is Blind, I don't think he'd ever watch that. And to be honest, it doesn't really seem like something I would watch. But I would throw it on on like a Saturday or Sunday when I was sort of milling around knowing but your husband I, I think he would watch if you really wanted him to <laughs> maybe and he would maybe, end up loving it because he loves everything that we love that's just true uh but we we will be going cycling again today so um if you want those clippers you're gonna have to wait until we're back <laughs> yeah no I, I wouldn't come <laughs> nobody needs to know this stuff anyway <laughs> i will get them later good um i do want to just finish off uh as we're rounding it up i just want to finish off so i was trying to get a nut out of my teeth um i was eating nuts i'm trying to get a nut in my teeth hello (laughs) (laughs) um i do want to round this whole podcast off by just a a psa of sorts um please do not inject or drink bleach uh, to try and remove First of coronavirus all, from your system. How dare you to think that our listeners are stupid listeners? We have the best listeners. They are not stupid. They would never listen to President Trump's dumbass. Um, and I think this PSA it's, is good, but it's unnecessary because our listeners. But you just are... don't know who's going to stumble across this. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Do not drink or inject bleach into your body, please. And on that note, have a wonderful <laughs> week. Thank you to all yeah. healthcare workers. Stay safe, everyone. Keep following the fucking rules. Do not oh fucking go and protest. I, you, If you need a haircut, there are ways to do it yourself, as I will find out. It, look, this is a trying time, but it's not that difficult. Just stay inside. Get ugly. 
um, do the best you can. Obviously, for those people with financial issues and, you know, things like that, it's very sad and disheartening. So I understand that those situations are worse. But for the most part, just stay inside, get ugly, and abide the rules. Cheers to getting ugly. Cheers. I mean, some of us started there, but, you know, whatever. I mean... (laughs) Ah, dear. Okay. Let's sign off. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.